Hey all you tea drinkers and listeners out there, this is Corey Calder with Staff with Tea, Spilling the Tea. I want to thank you for your growing support and love for the podcast. We are right now at almost 500 downloads, and that wouldn't be possible without you all and these incredible guests that we have. In today's episode, you're going to get to hear from two health and physical education teachers at Verina High School, one who is nationally board certified. There's the bell. Time for class. What's going on, Education Nation? This is Corey Calder, and we have yet another special one for you today. Uh, it is my great pleasure to have on Brett Foster for staff to on to staff at least the tea. Hey, Brett. Hey, Corey. Good to see you. Yeah, it's it's nice to have you on. And um, I wrapped up one PE teacher earlier and get the PE vibe just continuing. So um, you want to let the Education Nation and Staffelty Spilling the Tea listeners um, know your background and how you got into education? Sure, yeah. My uh, my mom and dad and brothers and sisters, everybody uh, has a teaching license. My dad originally did it and quit and became a self-employed contractor sort of thing. Uh, so we've been in teaching forever and I actually went a different way. I was a college basketball coach for three or four years and um, moved around every year and the wifey decided that I needed to slow it down a little bit. And so I started looking for high school coaching jobs and that kind of opened up the path of teaching. And so I got my licensure and got my first job there at Verina and have loved every minute of it. Well, we loved having you for the two years you've been there. You know, I've, I've only been there one more year um, than you. So you and I are still in Verina terms, still newbies. Right. So, um, but that's really cool. Um, you let, Let's dive into your role. Um, you used to be a coach um, for volleyball and you're a health and PE teacher. So let's sort of spill the tea on what you do well as an educator. Well, I think my, my uh, best thing about how I teach is the way I can build relationships with the kids. I care about the kids and, and how they, how successful they are in the classroom. So I kind of connect with them and got, get it to where I can joke with them and, and, kind of be more of a role model than a dictator I guess but uh, that's probably my top my top benefit and then I guess under that I like to try new things we do different kinds of tournaments and and new experiences so that's I try to reinvent the wheel as they say nice now like what's um What's been a lesson where you've revamped it? You know, the first thing I'm thinking of is is that debate, nutrition debate. Um, but I know you've done a lot of cool things, and I've been up in your room, and the, the, the seating arrangements have been changed just for the lesson. So kind of what – tell it, tell us one or two lessons that you've revamped and yeah. really made it more engaging. Well, like you said, the debate battle, we took our, our um, fad diets and lined them up, had the kids – take five minutes to learn about each one and we got up there and and they had to debate and then we decided who had who presented the best material and and kind of went tournament style down to a championship team we had a we had the art class design um, a trophy and all the kids that won got to put their name on the trophy it's at Verina right now if people want to see it um I put my class kind of in a c shape so they're all 
focused on the presenters. Uh, so that kind of got the kids out of their shell. They're not used to getting in front and presenting things. So that was exciting and different for the students. And then uh, I did the same type deal with our CPR first aid, which all ninth graders are required to do by the state. Um, and that way we got up there and everybody got to see everybody demonstrating all the different skills and build off of each other's knowledge. And it kind of became a um, more fun learning environment for everybody. Yeah. And, and, you know, I, I teach 10th grade and you're ninth. And so like, you know, if I'm in health, I'll be in the gym last five minutes, you know, keep an eye on right. I will say whenever I see kids come down the stairs or leave your room, you know, it's always smiles on the face. You know, they, they learn something I'm sure for the day, but they, they enjoy doing it. Yeah. It's, that's one of my main thing. You know, the kids aren't going to, take anything away from it if they're miserable being in your class so I try to make sure the kids enjoy coming to my class and want to see coach B and then the learning happens after that yeah well I got you well and then what's what's it been a time in PE where you've tried something new and and it went well and the kids really enjoyed it well with our track and field last year we did um we had gotten some new equipment and so we had a contest of you know, who who could do the long jump and the triple jump the best, high jump. So it's kind of putting them through a mock um, mock track and field day, and the kids really enjoyed it, and they learned the different events. And we actually had a few kids want to sign up for track this year. Uh, of course, that didn't happen with the COVID-19 stuff, but yeah, they were excited and, and enthused to learn it. And then I actually had another big PE thing coming up for my class that, that we aren't able to do now, but it was going to be a kind of survivor day where the kids got to do different puzzles and riddles and they're learning. They're going to have math skills and history lessons and they're being physical and, you know, it's challenging mentally and teamwork. And I mean, it was a, it was a big one. So Excited to try that again at one point. And, and, and let's dive a little bit deeper into that because I know, you know, some health and PE teachers might not do that. And other teachers could learn from that style uh-huh. uh, that you were doing. Cause I saw you, you and your wife made posters and yeah. um, really dive into that lesson. How, how was it going to work? Yeah. So we were, I was kind of going off that, the TV show survivor. We, me and my wife had created three different big, huge team poster names. Um, Every, and we were going off of a Samoan theme, so they all had uh, different tribal art and things that were related to the name of the team. Uh, every team had a color. I had locks, and the kids were going to have to go do different challenges to create or to meet the goals to get the answers to their locks and the combinations. And then they were going to have to figure out what pattern the combination was in. You know, take that. Then you're having to go as a team through different um, obstacles where you have to work together and figure it out as a team. You can't just rely on one person. So it, it requires everyone together to work. And then you get to um, the part with riddles where they're having to mentally, you know, go through these math questions because we wanted to do co-curricular. So I had math questions. They had to know something about history. So it doesn't, it made it where not only the super, athletic physical people were successful you had to use everybody on your team and everybody had a had a reason to be on the team you know it wasn't 
two guys running around doing everything and everybody else just watching and waiting until they finish. So the class is over. Um, nice. And I, I, I was kind of bummed for you, man. Cause I remember you talking about it and then I saw photos yeah. of the posters and I was like, God, these kids are going to love this when this happens. And then bam, all this COVID but, mess. But, you know, the fun part about it is we were also, I had also talked to, cause Verina has the, um, the media is no, it's communication. Center for Communications. Yeah. Yeah. And so I had actually teamed with them and they were going to have their 10th graders do a big project. They were going to bring out like 15, 20 cameras. They were going to video the whole thing like a like an episode of Survivor. And they were going to put a microphone on me and they were going to have big boom mics on the kids and record some of it. And they were going to edit it into a 30 minute video that at that point my kids would see and I could share with the school and. So it was, it was going to be something big and, and phenomenal, but. Yeah. Well, God, I'm, I'm real sorry for you, man. Cause I did not know that piece with um, the center for communication. Yeah. So God, that would have been remarkable. Well, there's always, there's always next year, you know, you can take from this lesson right. or, you know, try to do something the exact same. Yeah. Cause it sounds like an, like a high school field day. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's that's what I'm seeing in my head. Yeah, you know, whenever you get down to the end of the year, you're you're trying to come up with different lessons because you've gotten through all your main focus sports. So you're kind of trying to come up with things. And and I thought that would be a really eventful, fun thing for the kids to experience at the end of the year, just to kind of regroup, say, you know, it's been a good year. We've gotten through all the focus and difficultness of health and our main sports and PE. So now it's time we can just kind of kind of be buddies again and, and work together to figure this thing out and create something bigger than just ourselves. Yeah, no, I see that. And, and how, how do you, um, you know, build, cause I, I can see that lesson flopping if the kids don't have, you know, that team aspect, right. that respect for one another. So how have you, how have you built that throughout the year so that, this culminating product would be successful. Well, I don't, I don't do a lot of individual lessons. I don't do the note taking. I give work um, and create an environment where the kids have to work together and build that relationship from day one. You know, the first two weeks of school, I focus mainly on everybody working together to develop something, whether it's um, these presentations whether it's a video a post or something so that they're building that team camaraderie and then for this specific lesson I had planned um, the two days leading up to it we were going to do things in those specific groups that I had already created and and um, had spoken to the classes and they were all I mean I didn't have anybody that told me they weren't excited about it everybody was on board and ready to go and it was going to be it was going to be something exciting to watch but it's basically you start at day one to build that uh, teamwork throughout the classroom. Nice. So what's, what's COVID like for coach B and the family? You know, what, what are y'all up to? What's, Dude, I got, what's going on? I've done so many house projects. It's crazy. I, I put a big fire pit in our backyard. We've cut down two huge trees in our backyard. We got a new puppy dog um potty training it uh the kids are just running wild everywhere so it's been very eventful um very tough to keep the two little you know seven and two year old entertained but 
doing the best we can, do a lot of going out running, jogging with the kids, taking the dog on walks. We got bikes, so we've been biking and, you know, just doing whatever we can to stay active because it, it gets gets tough if you just sit down 24 hours a day. Yeah. Have you stopped wearing the Apple Watch? Uh, we went to Arkansas. We're living – I mean, we're not living. We're visiting my – uh, family in Arkansas, so I didn't want to lose it down here, so I left that in Virginia. Gotcha, yeah, because I keep checking. I'm like, I want to do a COVID weekly challenge with you, but I was like, oh, you know, he doesn't seem like he's wearing it right now. Well, so. we'll, be, we're, uh, we'll be back in town next Saturday, so I'll put her back on, and we can go, we can have a seven-day challenge then. That'd be fun, and you know, I'm doing one with Willoughby starting tomorrow, um, and he his stats... He get he gets a lot done. I mean, I, I'm I'm my watch is constantly buzzing with the bike ride or something. Well, we got hopefully hockey will start up in a few weeks, and then I'll then I'll really be able to get you. Oh yeah, you're gonna crush me. I'll have to pick up a sport. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, what's what's some advice, um, or lessons, or or spill the tea on anything you could recommend to a listener to help them better perfect their craft as a teacher? I mean, you've talked about the relationship building, um, but is there anything else that you would recommend, one or two things that you'd recommend to a teacher or administrator or staffity member to help them better their craft? Yeah, um, I would say I would say you need to learn a little bit about every kid within the first month. That way you can connect uh, at a deeper level than just saying hey Joe on a daily basis and and not only take role when they come in but give everybody a high five or make a joke with every single kid as they come in whether it's the kid that you that's going to come up to you and he's going to make the joke or it's the kid that's going to try to hide their head and walk past you without being seen you know make sure that you reach out to every kid in some way just hey how you doing this morning hope you're good or a high five you know the kids sometimes they don't respond but every one of them if you don't do it will notice so they they all want to have a little bit of recognition that they're there and they mean something to you and then don't i mean don't um do be original so when you're don't have the kids sitting in rows don't have the kids sitting down um taking notes all day get them up be active because even if you're not PE if you're in the classroom get the kids up let them do projects or assignments while they're standing while they're moving around you know you may hate that there's a it's a little louder in your classroom but believe it or not the kids are going to get a lot of stuff done and be able to communicate with their classmates and it it really helps uh, create a a classroom vibe that not only the kids enjoy, but you enjoy teaching. Yeah. Well, and then especially, I mean, you can tell now you did that so well your first year because, you know, year two, I'll come over to your side of the cafe during cafeteria duty and, and you got kids that you taught or coached mm -hmm. or whatever, just joking with you, having a good time, sharing smiles, yeah. you know, during the lunchtime. You know, they could be with their friends, but they want to come spend a little time with you. Yeah, the the craziest parts for me is the kids that I didn't have to 
teach. It's the kids that I honestly didn't even know they were part of the school until they came into the cafeteria one time. And like I said, I like to try to say hello to everybody, you know, and so I said hello. And then a month later, they're coming and greeting me and talking to me for five minutes during lunch. That's the, that's the connection that it builds just by creating that one-time memory with the kids. Well, that's, that's really cool and powerful. And, you know, I hope some people who are listening, take that advice, make those connections, try to, like you said, first month, learn one or two things about every kid at least so that you can build that relationship that is going to last all the way through June and even further. Very cool. Very cool. Um, So everything else, you know, going good with you and the family. Um, You know, I know your wife is a middle school teacher. What are they having to do right now? Um, Well, she is, it's basically the same as us. They have some different technology, different platforms they use. Um, But they're trying to do the same as us, keep the kids active and teach them a little something along the way. Um, My wife is actually, this is her last year, she's starting nursing school. So she's changing her career path because nursing has been a passion of hers for her whole life. So, you know, everybody finds a role eventually and, and sticks with it. I found teaching and it seems to be what I want to do. So, you know, hopefully this will be it for her. That's awesome. Please tell your wife uh, I said congrats. Will do, man. I appreciate hearing from you. Uh, You too. And so here's the last part of the show where you get a chance to give some shout-outs. If you want to give a shout-out to uh, your department, class of 2020, um, your students, you know, whomever. Is there anybody you want to give a shout-out to? Well, first off, of course, all my students. I miss you all, and I've heard from a few of you. Um, Wish more of you would reach out, but... I understand everybody's busy and in different places. And then quick shout out to you, of course, because not only do you do what we do, but you have the admin bit on top of it. So I know your job's way more difficult than anything we do. Cast listeners out there, this is Corey Calder, the host of Staffily Spilling the Tea. We have a great one for you today. Not only is she our department chair at Verina High School, she is also national board certified teacher. We have on Miss Ute. Miss Ute, do you want to say anything? Good morning. Thank you so much for having me today. I look forward to this interview or conversation. Perfect. Well, do me, do me a favor and give the listeners a little um, background information on you and how you got into education. Well, I'm actually a career switcher. Um, I first started out uh, going to school and I just kept going to, I went to college and I just didn't know what I wanted to do. So I just kept going to school and um, it actually took me about seven years of going to school to figure out that I was going to be a teacher. And what's interesting is I always, um, when I was little, I used to play down in the basement at my house and I had all these textbooks and I used to pretend I was a teacher. And my grandma would always say, you should be a teacher. You would be a great teacher. And I would say, no, I don't think I'm going to be a teacher. But eventually, to make a long story short, I ended up um, finding my way to teaching. Um, I first was a track coach. 
at Northern Illinois University. And after doing that for four years, I decided I'm going to go back to school and I think I'm going to be a teacher. So here I am. Very cool. And what, what made you decide health and PE? I love to be active. And so I just knew I didn't want to leave activity. I love sports, um, just moving as much as possible. So I knew that that's the area that I needed to focus on. Awesome. In. Awesome. Well, do us a favor. And um, with your current role as a health and PE teacher, uh, spill the tea on your skills in the classroom. What are some things you do really well, whether it's in health or PE or both? Um. I say I'm very, I like to be very organized in the classroom. So from the, the moment the students come into the classroom, they know that they're going to have activities to do, whether it's a bell work, um, immediately they know what's going on for the day. There are no surprises for the students. So I think that gets the students in, uh, it allows us to be on the same page. They can ask questions. They might not like what we're doing. But it gives them the moment to see what we're doing for the day. And this is our goal. We might not get to everything, but the day is going to be about learning. Um, another thing is I try to build trust in the classroom. Um, the kids might not like necessarily everything we're doing, but I always explain to the students why we're doing what we're doing in class and why it's relevant to the students that we learn the material. So, and I get it sometimes that, you know, I don't always want to do work, but it has to be done. And that's why we have a teacher or that's why we have a job is to help us get to where we need to go. So that's, that's one of the, you know, that's one of the things I try to focus on, even when the kids are not, they want a free day. I'm like, no, that's, we need to stick to the plan. We got to, we have business to do. So that's, you know, I try to remember that, that they're there to learn and they can have fun when they they can have fun but also learning is fun but we also have a job to do well and that's school. one thing i've learned from you coming to verina from where i was is i had a routine but i wasn't like set in stone and so i really tried to learn from you from that is to have that bell ringer right off the bat have those learning objectives posted so the kids can see it go over with them what they're doing and why it's important and then boom right to the lesson so I've definitely seen that and learned that from you. So that's been uh, pretty cool uh, to share that with our podcast community. Yeah. That's How do you set up caller. that routine and trust from the beginning of the year? Like, what do you do? You know, if you're in PE, you know, some people don't know PE or, you know, you're in health. How do you set up that routine and trust right from day one? Can, I think consistency being consistent with the students that, that they know what's going to happen every single day. They have a routine. They know when the, um, when we're in the gym, they get dressed, they wait in the locker room. So we dismiss them. They come right out into the gym. They know the board set up. They can see what we're doing for the day and they know they're doing their mild warm up, and then we blow the whistle and it's time for them to get in their squad lines and we do the countdown. It's like the same routine every day. And, and, you know, one thing I've done like during this coronavirus is definitely learn a lot about routines. Like I always knew routines were really important, but just kind of like, you know, you're living out of your house, you're working out of your house, you're doing everything in your house now. So it's like, it's so important to have these routines. And what I've learned are routines make life so much easier. You're less likely to procrastinate if you have a routine. 
And that makes it us less tired at the end of the day because you don't think about the next thing, you just do it. And so you have that energy ready to do what you're ready, you need to do next. So for example, like learning. So the students are already, they're already, there's no emotion, they're just ready to go. They're not getting confused. So I, no, it I makes sense. That it makes, makes perfect sense, sense. But that's one thing I've So that's since it. we've talking about so I think yeah, that helps. the routine and trust definitely helps. Um, what what have yeah. you been up to during this COVID time? Um, you said you're doing everything out of your house. What are you up to? What you know, school wise, not school wise? What's going on? Well, I, I still get up and work out every day, but I don't get up at four thirty anymore, four forty. Because I used to uh, go work out. My class would start at 5.30. I don't do that anymore. I get up around 6 o'clock, and then I'll have my coffee, and then I'll do my exercise in my um, living room. I, um, they have the videos live streamed, so I'm doing those. I have, like, weights and everything and bands and the ball and my yoga mat in here. So I've kind of changed it around nice. to my fitness room. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was that was probably the hardest challenge for me at first because exercise is so important to me, like just figuring it out. So that took a couple weeks, but and then I, you know, I do my normal day, get ready and try to be in front of the computer. I mean, it's it's later than it usually would be at school, but I don't have the commute time, so um, in front of my computer by eight eight thirty and ready. Very to go cool. Now that. is your go ahead. And then, yeah. Oh, yeah, I was just going to say, you know, I try to keep it very much the same during yeah, the that week. in front of the computer working. And then at the end of the day, when 4, 4.30 gets here, then I go outside, take a walk. Very cool. Very cool. Do. Does your gym have like live stream workout classes or are they just taped and you can kind of watch them as you go? They have live, live stream classes. So about maybe oh, cool. like five a week. Yeah. So it's nice, which is nice because the um, instructor will actually be able to stream in and see you working out. So there's no slacking. So they know oh, wow. if you're slacking. <laughs> will they call you out in front yeah. of people? Like, will they say, Gretchen, you're, you know, your, your posture is wrong. Okay. No, they haven't done that. But That's awesome. Yeah, I, yeah. My wife and I have been doing yeah. bar classes yeah. online. So we set like our upstairs nice. room. Wait. What's up? What, what, um, what I'm not are quite you sure if you like liked their uh, Facebook page. You got an invite to the groups, and then they do live stream. So I can text you afterwards and let you know uh, at some place in short pump. But we've gone okay. through and and done them together. And I've never done bar, and so I am sore as can be. It's so many new movements for me. Um, but she loves it. It's kind of fun to do it together. And so that's what I've been up to is working out and yard work. Nice. I like it. What, what projects are you doing? We have some brick patio pavers, whatever left over. And so we put a little barrier around the um, AC unit because when I was cutting grass, grass is getting in the AC unit. I looked it up and it could be bad for the AC unit. So we kind of put some concrete pavers around that brick pavers. Um, And then we're just kind of trimming trees. We're doing a garden, uh, just trying to be active. Gotcha. Yeah. And it's nice to get Yeah, outside. we've had some lovely really weather. Is. Yeah. We've yeah. Been very fortunate. So back to the classroom. Is there a 
lesson, health or PE, is there a lesson that is like an all-star lesson for Miss You? Like you went home, you bragged to the dogs, you know, you, that drive home was so awesome. Um, <laughs> can you think of a lesson that you've had? Oh, my fifth block this year. I was, I was so incredibly proud of them. Um, that's where we were advocating for kindness around campus. And the students were actually creating their own questions. And I didn't really give them a lot of direction. I just told them that they needed to come up with questions to help them spread kindness around campus based on the feedback that they received from individuals that they interviewed on campus. And it was just, um, I just, the students would have questions and I would say, okay, well, if I can get you to what you need for your project, because every student had to create a project based on the feedback that they got. So it was very interesting to see how the kids would go out and try to get the question, right? They would write the questions and they would get the answers and then they would come back. And I'm like, well, did that help you get your answer? And they said, no, not really. <laughs> I said, well, what do you need to do? And then so then they would go and change their questions. So it was a lot of, but they took so much ownership in it. And they, um, it, just to hear their feedback when they would come back, well, like that didn't help. I'm like, well, you need to adjust your questions then. Or they were like, people aren't taking me seriously. And I was like, well, well, what could you do? So they had to do a lot of real life application. I was just so proud of them because they really got invested into the assignment. I, that was probably my favorite lesson awesome this year. yeah i remember some yeah. someone some one yeah. of your students came up to me during cafeteria duty and they were asking me like you know what are some cool ideas we thought about painting rocks and put them on campus or writing chalk and i was like you know we've been doing that for the past couple of years yeah i think it'd be really interesting and cool to do something else like why don't you just go outside the box and do something you know and i told him i've seen i've seen post-it notes on mm -hmm. lockers before inside of lockers but we don't have lockers at our school and so she came back to me it was like a next class period or two class periods later with a sticky note and there was something positive written on it and she put it on my laptop when I wasn't looking and she's like that was my idea positive sticky notes and I started cracking up and so I don't I forget nice. what her name was but it was a fun way to make a connection with a student that I don't teach or I don't know and um it was neat. So that, that lesson did sound really cool. And I know the ninth graders love the kindness uh, activities that you all have designed for them. Nice. So, I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. They took ownership. Over yeah. I was, I was, I was very, very impressed, you know, and I, and that same student came to me like two or three times. So she must not have got the answer she wanted. So she redid her questions and then she came back and that was really cool. So what are one or yeah. two things um, a teacher or staffity member can learn from you and take from you uh, and implement it next year? So like, is there something you do at the start of the year to set up that routine? Um, what do you do? What does Gretchen you do to set up her year that another teacher could learn from? Oh, you, do you mean like in classroom management or what, whatever, um, whatever skill, spill the tea, whatever skill what? or, or trait or classroom management, whatever you do. Well, when I first start the school year, I definitely um, write a, I wrote a letter this year to my students, telling them a little bit about myself. Um, I, I just told them what I'm currently doing. I said I was going back to school, and I just told them my philosophy about education and about my students, you know, why I do what I do in the classroom. 
Um, I think that really helped make a connection. I think they, they got to know who I was very quickly rather than wondering. Um, and then I always start out with um, like just the expectation, class, classroom expectations in the class, because I think that's really important. Like every time, you know, we go somewhere, we're always looking for what do we need to do? Like, uh, where do we stand in line to check out for groceries? Or So that helps us get on the same page. It's very transparent for, for the students and myself. So in order for us to build that trust and have that connection and have, a, have that dialogue of asking questions, like I ask the students questions, they ask me questions, is setting up that dialogue, explaining to the students this is what it is. And, you know, if you have questions, let's talk about it. And I'm definitely always open to hearing their thoughts or their concerns. Um, and we go from there, but practicing um, the procedures in the class, you've got to practice it. It's like an athlete. They can't just learn the routine and then go out and do it. I expect it to be perfect. We have to work together as a team to learn the, the procedures in class or the expectations. And it's going to take time. I mean, we're human beings. That's what we do. And I try to tell that to the students all the time. Look, I'm a human too. I make mistakes and it's okay. As long as you are accepting that you're trying, that's the biggest thing. And, you know, this is not necessarily, this is not to get anybody into trouble, but it's just to help with us learn how things are, are going and to ask questions and um, for us to all to be safe and for things to be efficient. So that's one of the, I just try to keep an open dialogue with the students. I, I try not to ever keep anything like, secretive with the students like I want them to know exactly my thinking no that, make, that, that makes that perfect sense. sense very cool um is there anything interesting about Verona High School or you know in your time at Verona that you've learned I um I've learned a lot being at Verona I definitely have learned a lot um I, I've learned that sometimes it doesn't seem like the students want you to ask questions, but they really do Definitely. want you to ask them questions. Even though, yeah, even though they might not want to say hi, just always say hi to the students because you never know what kind of day they're having, but just take a moment to recognize, oh, maybe they got a new haircut or they're they're trying something new. Like I'll see students with new lipstick color on them. I'm like, I like your lipstick. And it just makes them feel so good. Just paying attention. I It can go such a long way for a student. And even, you know, Definitely. colleagues too. I mean, I've learned too, so. being at Verona, that if you, the community is so strong that if you don't tell a student that you're not going to be there, the day you come back, whether it's a sick day, and you don't send them a message on Schoology, the day you come back, you get pestered with questions. They're like, are you okay? Where were you? Why didn't you tell me you were gone? So yeah. for me, I've always had, you know, if I had a day off coming up, I'm like, listen, I'm not here this day. And some teachers are like, I would never, they know the subs coming, but they know the subs going to be there as soon as they walk through that door. For me, it's like, I tell them y'all need yeah. to do your best with the sub, be patient, be helpful. Um, and I'll check in with y'all when I get back. And they'll send me messages on Schoology that, that day, let me know how things are going. And I just love that strong community uh, that we have. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. I know. Like, sometimes the students, yeah. like, you feel bad that you took a day off. You're like, or if you're leaving, if you have to leave, well, why are you leaving us? Well, 
So it, it is very yeah, I had to you know, miss but I had to miss one day a week, I mean one day a month last year to go to a meeting um in central office and they you know, I had to prep them. I was like, this is that third Tuesday of every month. And they're like, we got you. We got you. We'll see you on Thursday and you're going to hear about it. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's one thing I've learned. Uh, yeah. Well, awesome. Well, yeah. are there any shout outs you want to give to yeah. um, people in the department, uh, faculty members, anybody you want to give a shout out to before we wrap up our conversation today? Oh, yes. I just want to, I want to shout out to all my students. I miss you guys. And I think about you all the time. Um, always know that we're here for you. You can just send us an email. Um, but I know you're, miss, you're missed by me. And I know that you're missed by a lot of people. So we're thinking about you every second of every day. So, Well, perfect. Well, thank you very much, Miss Ute. Um, I appreciate you coming on to Staffordy Spilling the Tea. And um, I look forward to connecting back with you, you know, once we get back to school. You know, these Zoom meetings are fun, but it's always nice to work together in person and have the whole department together. Yeah, absolutely. There you go, tea drinkers. That was an episode of Staffelty Spilling the Tea. I want to thank you for steeping in our episode. And do me a favor and go give us a four or five star review and click that subscribe button so you get future episodes. This has been real. This has been fun. And this has been real fun. Till next time. See ya.